Welcome to Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. A Buddha is someone who's awake within the matrix and co-creating with divinity as a soul having a human experience. Each enlightened episode is dedicated to help you level up the energy field of your Merkaba. You can manifest the parallel reality that fits the best version of you. This podcast is for entertainment purposes and does not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Now, let's welcome your host, author Von Galt, and her guest. Welcome to another podcast episode of Merkaba Chakras. I'm your host, Vaughn Galt. And today is a very special episode that I am hesitant and did not want to do at all. That is not in my wheelhouse at all. So for you listeners of my podcast, You know, I love to talk about energy healing and metaphysics, Christ consciousness, connecting to source, um, awakening, ascension, Buddhism, all these wonderful topics that, you know, bring joy to us. However, uh, it has been made present to me that there is something going on currently in our reality that must be addressed and it is quite alarming. So if you listen to any episode, this episode is the only one that will matter in your life and could save your life or could help you drastically live a more healthy life because I'm going to tell you and show you exactly what is going on worldwide regarding the internet, okay? And I'm going to put this information on all 60 different podcast sites that this show gets distributed to, all the video sharing sites and the ones that are not um, silenced or censored. And I'm also going to share this on my YouTube channel as well. However, for my YouTube channel, I am going to have to put some code into the text so that it doesn't get picked up by the algorithm of YouTube. But all of the links of everything I'm going to talk about is in the descriptions on other websites that do not censor, such as Odyssey, BitChute, and others. So. Um, Let's get started. So just a really quick background to how I got here for all of you guys. Um, And I'm not sure if many of you guys are on my Facebook, but Facebook has been picking up um, some of the comments and posts that I've been putting up there and trying to silence me as well. And I wondered, why is that? So about a week ago, I um, got noticed that my father was in the hospital and he was on life support. 
And so I had three hours to figure out how I was going to get to Fresno, California from Seattle, Washington to go and see him before um, he possibly passed away. And in the midst of doing that, I was going through and getting airline tickets and information. And as I booked the next flight that had nonstop, I was going to, it was a thousand dollars to get this flight in the next three hours. I got all these uh, cards on the computer about recommended mandate from Alaska Airlines. And I had heard about these vaccine passports and these um, vaccine privileges regarding the COVID vaccine for a while. I've stayed neutral to it um, for the whole year. I've stayed neutral and just focused on Buddhism, awakening, ascension, and all these positive messages about energy healing. But it became apparent to me really quickly um, that something was not right with this whole scenario because I could not book a flight without reading all of these restrictions, um, such as it is recommended as a mandate, I don't know how that is a recommended and a mandate at the same time, that I uh, may be able to pass through by showing my vaccination card for the COVID vaccine. And um, if not, I may have to take a, a test or I may have to do quarantine. Um, these are suggested mandates. And there was a series of a lot of different flashcards um, before I can purchase my ticket. So I called Alaska Airlines and I messaged them on chat and I had a conversation and I went through every single one of those. And the representative said, where are you going at the very end of going through it with me? And I had explained to her, um, I do not have a vaccination passport. Um, I did not get vaccinated because my doctor recommended, and I have a good doctor, recommended that I do not get it because I had an experience with the flu shot that um, caused me paralysis for a couple hours on my right arm. And I did let my doctor have a piece of my mind regarding that. Um, and it was very rare and it really stuck with me. So I don't take any flu type related vaccines. And the COVID-19 vaccine is a form of a flu shot or a form of a flu. So I was recommended not to get it. And I explained that to the uh, representative of Alaska Airlines. Alaska Airlines representative told me that um, if you're going to Fresno, you're not going to be asked. It does not apply for Fresno. However, if you go into LAX or San Francisco, you may come up, and it's not consistent, but you may come up with some of these questions. So I said, well, I'm just taking the straight flight to Fresno and coming back. I'm not gonna go to any other cities. And she said, that's fine. Um, so I booked the flight, went to see my father, and a couple of days later, he did pass away of natural causes. Um, and I found out later that he did not take the COVID vaccine, so I know that he died of natural causes. Um, my stepsister told me that they, they tried to get him to go get it, 
and all of the seniors went and got it that they spoke to um, in the Laos community. But my father is very um, adamant. He did not want to get it. He didn't trust it. And he said it was not uh, tested long enough and he's not going to be a guinea pig. So um, fair enough. So he didn't get it. So I know he died of natural causes. Here's the thing. I posted that information on my Facebook page, okay? And because I use words like vaccine, uh, vaccine passport, uh, vaccine privileges, uh, some of the content that I put up got deleted. Some of the content I put up and comments I put up got hidden. I have 4,300 people on my Facebook page that's been following my metaphysical posts since 2010. Only a couple people see it at a time. And so I change the wording to remove all selective keywords relating to the pandemic or to the vaccines or to health in general. And then it was seen by a lot of people. And my father was a great man. Um, during the CIA secret war, he uh, created a bunch of documents to legitimize a lot of Laotian Hmong families who got caught up in trying to protect their unofficial Laos uh, land or, or tribal land from um, having a bunch of foreigners die on it. So they protected a lot of American soldiers during the CIA secret war in Laos. And because of that, they got pulled into um, being blacklisted for re-education. And what my father did, being a fluent person who studied English in the Buddhist monasteries that he grew up in, um, he created documents legitimizing hundreds of Laotian families so that they can get asylum uh, in the United States, in Australia, and all over the world. And he saved hundreds of Laotian families because of that. And my family, myself, was on the last caravan to Thailand before they closed the efforts uh, for the asylum program in that area. And so hundreds and thousands of people since then have lived wonderful lives in America and all over the place. So it was very important for me to go see my father before he passed on. Anyways, here's the thing. I started to look at Facebook and I started to look at YouTube and I started to wonder why is none of the content being seen? So I started to do some digging and I found other websites that we're not uncensored, that we're not the popular source for media or content sharing outside of YouTube, Twitter, um, Facebook, even Google. And I started going to the obscure stuff and I found hundreds of videos that have been suppressed, that have been censored on the major platforms. And I tested it out on my Facebook page and I saw that 
a lot of the views were cut, a lot of the content hidden, um, sometimes even deleted. And I tried to post a notice to people that if they're going to talk about the COVID vaccine or anything related to it, that they should use um, dots or underscores or anything in those specific keywords so that the algorithm doesn't pick it up. And I got a notice from Facebook that if I post this, before I even posted it, if I post this, they will delete my account. They will flag it and delete it. And so something is not right with this whole picture. Why? And this is what I found out. And this is what you need to know that you are not seeing at all in the major sources that everybody's seeing. So this is going to give you informed information so that you can make an informed decision about your health regarding the COVID-19 vaccine. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to share my desktop here, okay? And um, what you guys are seeing here is a document that I found through the internet through some mining of um, a lot of content. And I found this one on odyssey.com. Um, someone had mentioned it and they only got about 20 views. So 20 people in the world saw this and I couldn't find any other information on this. So I looked at um, the URL. So you guys take note of this URL here, okay? I'm gonna really make sure you have it. It's very important. Okay, so capture that URL, write it down and go to it yourself. I'm gonna put all the links of all these references into the description. Um, and however, you may have to go outside of YouTube to get the direct links. And I made it very, very easy for people to find. But here is what it is. This is by Ted, Tender's Electronic Daily supplemental to the official journal of the EU. So this is like a job board for um, the EU. So when the government or the European Union has some kind of major job that they want done, like um, a big construction project or whatever the deal is, they put this out there uh, for people in companies to look at. And they put this out um, back in November 2020, okay? And this is the United Kingdom Software Package and Information Systems Contract Award Notice Results of the Procurement Procedure. So what is it and why does this matter? Okay, this is where it all starts. So we've been playing um, the COVID pandemic for a while. Okay, no problem. Everybody's been managing it as best as they can, but here is where it really hits the break. So the official name is the MHRA Buyer Organization, okay? And it is from the UK, the United Kingdom. That's the country that is putting out this job board, okay? If you have any questions, you want to email this one, which is purchasing at mhra.gov.uk. And there's a phone number. 
And of course, there's their, their main government address. And the type of contract is the ministry or any other national or federal authority, including the regional and local subdivisions. It's regarding health. So what is it? Safety Connect AI is what they're looking for. And in the short description, and this is very important to understand, the short description is that the MHRA urgently seeks an artificial intelligence software tool to process the expected high volume of COVID-19 vaccine adverse drug reactions to ensure that no details from the ADR's reaction text are missed. Okay, so let me define adverse reactions. This is not side effects. It's not just having a little bit of chills or a bruise on your arm. Adverse reactions, you can look it up, is basically life-threatening severe illnesses that crop up after you get the vaccine. Okay, there's not side effects. And they, they don't want any of the details being missed. So let's go into it some more. So the value is 1.5 million GBP, which is the British pound. So if you're able to create the software for them with AI, they're going to give you 1.5 million pounds um, as the payment for the service. Um, the description of the procedure, okay. The MHRA urgently seeks an artificial intelligence software tool to process the expected high volume of COVID-19 vaccine adverse drug reactions and ensure that no texts from the ADR's reaction texts are missed. I'm going to repeat that again, and I repeated it before, because it was very, very important. The, here's the other thing. The procedure is related to a project or program financed by the EU funds, European unions. So they said no. So here is the type of procedure. Award of a contract prior or without prior publication of a call for competition in the official journal of the European Union in the cases listed below. The procedure or the procurement falls outside the scope of application of the directive for, resources, for reasons of extreme urgency under Regulation 32-2C related to the release of a COVID-19 vaccine, MHRA have accelerated the sourcing and implementation of a vaccine-specific AI tool. Strictly necessary, it is not possible to retrofit the MHRA's legacy systems to handle the volume of ADRs that will be generated by a COVID-19 vaccine. Therefore, if the MHRA does not implement the AI tool 
it will be unable to process these ADRs effectively. This will hinder its ability to rapidly identify any potential safety issues with the COVID-19 vaccine and represents a direct threat to patient life and public health. Reasons of extreme urgency, the MHRA recognizes that its planned procurement process for the Safety Connect program, including the AI tool, would not have concluded by vaccine launch, leading to an inability to effectively monitor adverse reactions to a COVID-19 vaccine. Events unforeseeable. The COVID-19 crisis is novel and developments in the search of a COVID-19 vaccine have not followed any predictable patterns so far. Okay, so what does that tell you? What the EU is saying when they posted this job board to find someone to create AI for their legacy system is that they expect such a high volume of adverse life-threatening illnesses and reactions coming after people get the vaccine that it will overload their systems and crash it, okay? They foresee this happening. They knew this was going to happen with the vaccines long before they rolled out the vaccines. So they're asking for AI to create that for them, okay? They don't know what is gonna happen with the, to people with these vaccines. It's not been tested before and um, in people. So what they want to do is just pick up everything they possibly can. Okay, let's go down to here. So the procurement is covered by the government procedure agreement, okay? And this date of conclusion for the contract was as of um, actually September 14, 2020, okay? It was awarded to one person um, and it goes on to kind of repeat that it's the country of the United Kingdom that is asking for this request. Um, and the amount is gonna be paid 1.5 million pounds, okay? And the review body who's going to review the AI solution to picking up all information um, is the Medicines and Healthcare Products Agency. That's the MHRA. initiated by the country of the United Kingdoms, okay? So this is where I start. This is official document. And here is the um, URL. Please stop the video, write that URL down and go to it if the description doesn't um, allow you to. Now I'm gonna share you another one, okay? So a Harvard study was done um, a couple of years ago 
that only 1% of a reverse or adverse reactions are actually reported to um, the U.S.'s uh, VARS website, which is V-A-E-R-S. And it's a website where you can report adverse reactions to vaccines. And I am not an anti-vaxxer by any means, okay? Um, I have all the shots for polio. I have the measles. My children are all vaccinated. Um, however, I do break up uh, children's vaccinations into vaccination um, appointments where they have one or two at a time instead of seven or eight at a time, uh, which is typically what I found to uh, cause some adverse reactions or side effects um, and, and not do so well with some of my friends. So, you know, mothers share. So that's what I do. So I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I don't like that word at all. Um, however, I am a concerned citizen and I am a mother. And um, the health of myself is important because I take care of my children and the health of my children is important as well. Um, and so I look at things very, very clearly. And something is not right with this whole thing with censoring information. So let's take a look at the National Institutes of Health, okay? And you can go to this website. It's the, it's the NIH.gov website. Um, and in this one, they, they publish these and they, they, they put it so deep into the website. You actually have to look for it. Um, and you can try to Google it. And it's so deep into the website that the algorithm of Google um, and the search engines don't always pick it up. So uh, I was fortunate enough to find this website because, again, I was mining uncensored websites like Odyssey and BitChute um, Library um, and found people who found it, and then I looked at it. So this is the NHA study. They started in April 7, 2021. Not so far, Okay. And they begin a study of allergic reactions to Moderma, Pfizer, BioNTech COVID-19 vaccines. And I have a grocery store here called Safeway, and they just opened up that they're going to be offering the Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine um, at the grocery store. And you don't have to make an appointment. You can go and get it like all the other vaccines, shingles, the flu shot, whatever. Um, and uh, you'll get 10% off your groceries. So what a trade. So here it is, here it is. So this article and make note of, um, let me pull this down here. Make note of this URL. Okay, I'll put it in the description. So basically what this article is talking about, I'm not gonna read the whole thing because you guys can read it, but the, the study, the study will enroll 3,400 adult ages 18 to 69 years at up to 35 academic allergy research centers nationwide. About 60% of participants, group one, must have a history of severe allergic reactions or diagnosis of a mast cell disorder, while 40% of the participants, group two, will not. The specific types of allergic reactions in group one are related to food, insects, things, or allergen immotherapy and require treatment with a drug called um, ephedrine or immediate reactions to a vaccine or one or more drugs, okay? Um, so it, it goes over kind of like the call for, for people. And if you go in 
and read it. And I, I went and I read the whole thing, so I'm just going to summarize it to you guys. Basically, two thirds of the um, participants are going to be women, mostly women. And um, they are just going to watch and see what your reactions are for only seven days. Okay. Is seven days enough time to see if a drug is um, or a vaccine is safe? So, um, and they just started this on April 7, 2021. So, why are they starting this trial on uh, April 7, 2021, months after they've already rolled it out to all beginning seniors and then people, um, you know, under 60, and now they're going down to, to 12 as, as the youngest people who can get these vaccines? Why is it just starting these vaccine trials on people with allergic reactions or a history of allergic reactions to vaccines um, in April? It makes no sense. So you guys can read that uh, article by the US Department of Health and Human Services, okay? So I'm gonna roll this over really quickly for you guys to see it. And I'll put it in the description for you as well. It's all right here. Okay, so now let's go to a, another interesting database. This is the National Vaccine Information Center. Okay, uh, it's their medalerts.org. You can actually find this through the CDC website. You have to really, really mine it, but I found it for you guys um, easily. They make it really hard for you to find because so that you give up. But remember, you guys, I work in IT. All right, I work in IT for 20 years. And I've written two books. This one is How Bad Service, Product Design, and Employee Churn Lose Customers by Von Galtz. And then this one is um, Why Your Digital Marketing Fails to Retain Customers by Von Galtz. So I'm not you know, trying to sell my books here. Uh, I'm just trying to prove that I've written two books on digital marketing from my 20 years of experience doing digital marketing and outsmarting the algorithms, Google and all that for my customers. Because um, many of them have not so large budgets. So um, I know how to mine and, and I understand kind of what's going on. And so let's take a look at the VARS database, okay? I don't just write Buddhism books, I also write business books. So anyway, so here it is. Make a note of this website address here. Up above, you guys, take a look at that, write it down. Okay, so I'm just going to go through and I'm just gonna select COVID-19, that's the vaccine that I'm interested in, okay? Vaccine types disease, COVID-19, okay? And I'm gonna hit find. All right, so according to 521-2021, the National Vaccine Information Center um, database that all doctors put in information on or nurses put information on when it comes to um, adverse reactions from uh, the COVID-19 vaccine. And they, it takes them like 20 to 30 minutes to even fill it out. So not all of it is reported. And remember, um, you know, Harvard 
did the study that only 1% um, are actually reported. So let's see what, what, what we have here. So we have 262,521 cases where um, there were adverse reactions to vaccines. And let's take a look at the demographics. Uh, 75 plus years in the US, they had um, 23,461 people. Um, and then they have age groups 65 to, to 75, and it goes down to 44 to 65, 17 to 44, 12 to 17, nine to 12. Now remember in the news, we're just hearing, oh, you can uh, do, get the vaccine for COVID uh, if you're 12 and over. So they have been doing it for nine to 12, six to nine year olds, three to six year olds, and even under threes, okay? So that's interesting. You're not being told that there is less. So let's let's go. Let's 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 assume they're part of the trials. Okay, that's fine. But this is the registry for the whole country of the U.S. Okay, and then you can go down, um, and it will tell you um, the most recent uh, submissions. And um, this person, for example, is a female. She's forty-seven years old. This is the most recent one. Um, she got vaccinated on September 28, 2020, and uh, after four days of vaccination, she started showing up with this. Um, she got the Moderna shot. She got cardiac failure, uh, neurolymponic magnetic syndrome, um, some dementia, non-infectious. These are very like big medical terms, but you can you can see it just goes on and on. Okay. Let's go to the to the next one. Here is a fifty-six-year-old female from New Jersey. Okay, she got vaccinated on um, December 12, twenty twenty. Days after vaccination, zero. So she had an instant reaction, and she got the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine for COVID. Okay. Um. The write-up that, that the practitioner put in was that um, she had the patient experience mild numbness traveling from ejection site up and down arm that subsided over 20 minutes, okay? So there, there's that, and there's more details there. Um, let's go and do one more. I mean, just, this just goes on and on and on. Here's a male. Okay, here's the male. He is age 42, male from Louisiana. He was vaccinated on December 15, 2020. Days after vaccination, zero. Okay. Um, and the write-up is within 15 minutes, progressive light headaches leading to near syncope and diaphoresis after 20 minutes symptoms subsided. So these are these are some of this, the disorders. So let's, so you guys can go, th can go, can go through this, but it just goes on and on um, all the different adverse reactions. And this is just the early ones. I'm gonna take you to another site. So mass vaccinations in the United States um, only started maybe about mm, 
not, not so long ago, but it has been going on in the UK much longer. So it's been many, many more months um, in the UK as compared to the United States. And so there's more time and there's more reports. And their version of ours is the yellow card, okay? And again, this yellow card, you have to dig deep into their website just to find it. And it's, um, here's the, the URL, you guys, make note of that. Okay. So COVID-19 vaccine analysis overview as of so May 19, 2021, okay? Remember, according to the Harvard study, only 1% of adverse reactions are actually reported into the systems, okay? So they actually break it down from the different vaccines, AstraZeneca, Moderna, Pfizer, okay? Um, Total reactions, 859,481. Fatalities, 1,213. These seem really, really small um, compared to the millions that were vaccinated because it, take, it could take months. Not everybody uh, reacts in the first couple of days or instantly, okay? And then you know, it shows the results and you can it goes over um, what the reactions are. So blood disorders, um, immune jeopardized disorders that come up. Um, and just, it, goes, it just goes on and on and on. And you can kind of see uh, more detail about that. Um, I'm gonna go to another one. Okay. This one is interesting. So this is Health Impact News. Um, and it has this information. They uh, they put the article in here, but it's so hard to get this article. Uh, let me let me show you why it's so hard to get this article. Okay, so I actually had to find this article. Hold on, let me see here. I had to actually find this article um, on library, which is um, this one. And it's actually a old app that has been retired. Um, you can still find the old app on Google Play and download it. And then um, what they did is they migrated all their content to odyssey.com. And they've also will migrate all YouTube channels automatically to your platform on Odyssey as a backup as well. Uh, so, which is really, really nice for content creators like myself. So um, if YouTube decides to bully you or force you or pressure you or whatever, um, cut your views, et cetera, there is another platform that does not do those antics. So I went there, I looked it up, I found this. And this is the Udra Vigilance COVID-19 Vaccine Averse Drug Reactions, okay? So I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And it has a bunch of links. And for most people, they're like, that's nothing. That's not, that's boring. Let's not go there. Okay, no problem. Um, I try to, see, I copied this whole thing, all right? And if you go to, because I, I copied it from the app, and I went to Google, and I'm thinking, like everybody else. Well, if you copy the URL and then you put it in the URL, it's just gonna pop up. 
but this one it, it works it's fine Sorry. Where's my Okay, so this took a little while to um, to set the set this up because this is how difficult it is to get information on the internet about this. Um, this is what tipped me off that um, all this information is being censored. So I looked at library, uh, which is an old archive uh, app that is now migrated to odyssey.com. Anyways, so this link here, you guys take a look at this link here, okay? The only way I was able to pull the, up this link was um, for me to copy the front of it right here, this this forefront here. Uh, because what I what I originally did is I just copied the whole thing and I tried to put it on the URL and it would it would uh here's what I did. So I tried to put it on the URL and instead it pumped out here's your result in the search. I try to put it on the URL and it gives me a result in the search on Google. So I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. I've never done that before. Usually if I just copy and paste the URL and put it on the browser, it will take me straight to the website, but instead it pumped this out. So um, I clicked on it and um, it goes to uh, this website by the CDC. And this is, here's the website, you guys. And this is the National Library of Medicine's um, website for the National Center for Biotechnology Information, biotech. And unless you're in the medical field and you're looking for this kind of stuff or you tipped off about it, um, you're not gonna mine these websites very much. So um, here it is. So allergic reactions, including anaphylaxis after recipient of the first, first dose of the biotech and tech Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine in the United States as of December 14 to 23 of 2020. And um, it just kind of goes on talking about, um, you know, the, the product and the process and all of that. And you get more, more links, more links, more links. And you're like, okay, well, this is going to be even more to get information. But I, I went through those more links and um, I clicked on one of them here in my article. An article. So I click those those various links on this page. 
Okay. And I get this. This is the public safety update. European Medicines Agency Science Medicines Help. Remember, Europe has been ahead on the vaccines in the United States. Has been. So, um, and it just kind of goes over the vaccine safety. Okay, and it advises it's going to be swallowing of vaccinated limbs. Um, people are going to get diarrhea and vomiting. Um, frequency of receiving identified side effects, diarrhea, vomiting, have now been estimated as very common, occurring in one in 10 vaccinated persons. Okay. Um, so anyways, it goes, it goes on to um, potentials like um, immune issues, et cetera. So you can find this report. You see how much I have to mine and data mine these medical uh, sites and these official CDC websites and advisory board websites just to get the information. So I finally went through and I got that library. Uh, what's that library? So, oh, and just so you know, anaphylaxis is basically a reaction which occurs within seconds or minutes of exposure to an allergen. Um, the symptoms are skin rash, nausea, vomiting, breathing, shock. Um, if not treated right away, it can result in being unconsciousness or death. So, um, so I went there and I took that library URL, okay, so what I had to do to even pull it up in the first place is I had to get the, the front part, the library URL here, and put it on a browser. Put it on a browser. And then I, what I had to do, because it made it so hard for me to get this, I had to take the second half of it, and I had to put it here. And then it will pull up. Um, this archive, okay? So here's the summary. Here's the actual source about Moderma, Biotech, AstraZeneca, the Janssen, and on and on the archives go, okay? So, um, all right. So you go to health news, okay? And here's what I wanna show you guys as of May 14, 2021. Uh, okay. UDRA Vigilance, which is a European database of sus suspected adverse drug reaction reports. Okay. And I already showed you that UDRA um, is like the European Medicines Agency. Um, they all work together. So, um, so they're all like subsidiaries of each other. But anyways, um, the European Medicines Agency published these data so that it so that its stakeholders, including the general public, can access information that the European regulatory uh, authorities use to review the safety of a medicine or active substance. Transparency is a key guiding principle of the agency. Okay, transparency to the people who know where to look. So COVID-19 vaccine adverse drug reactions. And remember, side effects are like small things. Adverse reactions are um, Ill illnesses and severe life-threatening um, illnesses that come up after vaccination. 
Um, and so they can't really attribute it to it, it, it was caused because of vaccination because it could be weeks or months later and, and they can't relate it. It could, that person could have had a heart attack randomly or they could have just grown a, um, a bulging cyst on their own without ever taking the vaccine before. So they, you know, it, because it could be months or even years before um, adverse reactions start cropping up in, in some people. So the COVID-19 vaccine adverse drug reaction so far, um, when this was in 5-23-21, was 10,570 dead, um, 405,259 injuries through May 18, 2021, and they list out the vaccines. Um, and this is the editor from Health Impact News. So anyways, and this is the European database, UDRA Vigilance, okay? So here's where it, and it just kind of goes over kind of what they, you know, how they cite the source and all that kind of stuff. So this is what you want to notice. According to the EU and the medical sources for citing this kind of stuff, their report through May 8, 20. 21 lists 10,570 deaths. Okay. And they list 1,050,829. So almost 1.1, actually a little over 1 million injuries following injections of four experimental shots. Moderma, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, Jensen. Remember, Harvard um, studies reported that only 1% of adverse reactions are ever reported from the medical field into the VAERS website in the USA, only 1%. Um, and let me see, let me, yeah. So this is, so over a million injuries from these experimental COVID-19 shots are actually being reported. 1% is over a million, okay? And then it goes on. The total reactions for the experimental mRNA vaccine from biotech Pfizer, and it goes, you know, 5,000, 170,000 injuries. Um, and it just kind of lists exactly what is going on. So um, for biotech, they had, you know, a little over 12,000 blood disorders. Um, what's the highest numbers here? 115,627 general disorders or administration site conditions, of which um, 1,719 deaths. So it just kind of goes on and on and on. And then you can go to um, the injuries from the mRNA vaccine from Moderma, and they and it lists exactly uh, what the system is reporting so far. These are the early adverse reactions. Okay. Um, Remember in the very beginning, I showed you guys uh, the job board that the UK um, puts out for an AI tool to scan all reactions, adverse reactions, leaving no details behind um, into the system because they expected an overload that their legacy Oracle system was not going to be able to pick up. All right, because they expected this, they expected this. Um, so anyways, it goes on. And just goes on and on and on and on. And you can look at this website and it just 
goes on the top. Let me see. For AstraZeneca, uh, 158,518 general disorders. Um, I'm sorry, 158,518 general disorders. 125,892 nervous system disorders, um, of which 318 deaths occurred. So most people don't die immediately if they have adverse reaction to these vaccines. Many of them will just suffer and live with um, impaired bodies with various disorders that come up afterwards. Uh, let's take a look at the Janssen one. So the Janssen one is much less. The, the biggest number so far reported is 2,071 general disorders and administration site conditions, of which resulted in 67 initial deaths. Um, so the biggest ones really oh, is the AstraZeneca and um, let's see here. the Moderma, the, the biggest numbers they're reporting so far is 16,192 general disorders. Um, yeah, the Pfizer one, that one has the most at um, 115,627 general disorders. And then also here, and I hope you guys are watching the video interview instead of just the podcast um, audio one, because that, that, because you can actually look at these numbers. I'm sharing it on the screen. So like, I'm not gonna read every single one of them. Okay, and it lists exactly what is being reported from clinicians in terms of um, things coming up, you know, vascular disorders, uh, skin tissue disorders, reproductive system and breast disorders, psychiatric disorders, uh, nervous system disorders, metabolism and nutrition disorders, um, poisoning, um, immune system disorders, eye disorders, ear and lambreth disorders, cardiac disorders. I mean, it just goes on and on, but no one is hearing about any of this, that there are adverse reactions that people are getting and nobody's hearing about this over a million injuries from the COVID-19 experimental vaccines um, that have been reported to these medical agencies. Um, and we started it in the United States and, and uh, so we're lagging behind. So Europe is, uh, is leading in this information um, before we are starting to report this information because we just started opening up vaccinations to people in a younger group. Let me see here. Okay, so we're back on this UDRA Vigilance COVID-19 Vaccine Averse Drug Reactions um, article that I had to really mine the internet for, by the way, um, just to get to it. 
So, um, so I clicked on the health news, health impact news, and um, it was very buried in the inter internet. So I just shared you guys uh, what it summarized and found. So I went back to it and I, and I, I clicked at these other links. Um, these are from these are these are from dap.ema.europa.eu. So these are official government medical websites, and they have a bunch of them for each different um, vaccine. Okay. So when I clicked one, and it took a while, it opened up an Oracle portal page. Okay, this is the Oracle portal page that it opened up. Okay, so for the interpretation of results, please refer to the key considerations at adrreports.eu. So these are official set websites I'm showing you guys. I'm not showing you guys conspiracy theory websites. These are official websites um, that I'm showing you. So the number of individual cases in IDRA or UDRA vigilance received over the last 12 months and overall for COVID-19 mRNA vaccine Moderna, for example. Okay, so Moderna in January, 2021, had a little, a little bit of cases. Actually, let me go to the first one here. Number of individual cases just overall. Okay, and you guys can make note of the URL there. Okay, so number of individual cases by age, and this is with the Moderma vaccine as of May 22nd, 2021, as reported to the UDRA Vigilance um, portal page. So as you can see, they have it broken down by age group for doctors to see. Okay, and the cases that are reported so far. Remember, most cases are not reported. Okay, um, more than 85, um, just 2,000, 65 to 85, it goes up even more to 8,100 so far reported. Um, 18 to 64 year olds, 18,149 reported. So they're seeing a trend that the 18 to 64 year olds, the working class people, are the ones who are getting the most adverse reactions from these experimental vaccines, okay? And remember, only 1% of the stuff is actually reported because the doctors and the nurses, they spend like 20 to 30 minutes just to report one case um, in the, their system because there's so much um, papers to go through. Okay, let's go look by sex. So if you see in the chart between women and men, it almost doubles in volume of adverse reactions. So far, um, men had a little over 8,000 and women had a little over 21,000. So it like almost doubles. So women have more adverse reactions than men. This is all in the medical um, portals, you guys. Take note of the URL because um, I had a hard time just uh, Google, Google searching the content based on the titles, I had a hard time searching it. I even found difficulty um, copying the URL that I found and then just pasting it into a browser. It would just come up to the search, search results. So I had to piece together the URL one at a time just to pop it up. I don't know what that is. I've never had experienced that before. And I've been doing this for 20 years. So um, anyways, so, and just look at these reports, it just goes on and on and on. Okay. 
So, um, and that's the Oracle BI dashboard. Let's go to number of individual cases received over time. Okay. So you have graphs for people who know what to look for. And this, I'm not hacking. I'm not a hacker, okay? This is stuff you can find right now on the internet. It's all public information if you know how to mine the internet, okay? So this is not hacking. I'm not doing anything illegal here. I'm just looking at the internet. Um, but you can see there's a, there's a growth curve. As the months go by, more of these cases grow. Okay, remember that I started at this very beginning that the EU had posted in that job board, the government job board for an AI system to pick up all this information um, because their legacy system was going to be overloaded, okay, as the months and years go by. Um, let's take a look by countries. Uh, so right now they're looking at just the EU, all right, and um, the UDRA vigilance in the European areas for COVID-19 vaccine Moderma. Um, there's, a, there's the chart right there, go here. Number of individual cases, a lot of them are coming from the Netherlands because they, um, and then it goes to France, Spain, and, and on and on. So again, for the interpretation of the results, please refer to the key considerations at the adrreports.eu. All right, so they're tracking to see um, the adverse reactions that start cropping up the months and years ahead uh, after people have gotten the vaccine. Um, let's take a look at cases by reaction groups. All right, guys. So um, this is the like dem certain demographics, and they got this ball broken down too, because you know they. The AI is picking up everything. So um, they got blood disorders, familiar genetic disorders, um, eye disorders, it just goes on and on. Um, and most of it, most of the general disorders are around the vaccination site itself. So that's, that's interesting. Um, and then they, you know, the biggest batch of people that gets the most reactions are 18 to 64 year olds, the working people. And as I showed previously, Women, mostly women. So let's go by sex. Um, so purple seems to be like the really big group right here that's getting a lot of reactions. Okay, guess what purple is? It's female. Women are getting it the most. And their bodies are showing it earlier than men. Uh, let's go by seriousness.
Okay. So um, purple is serious and orange is non-serious, meaning like you're not going to die from it. You can live not the greatest life, but you'll still survive um, with the conditions that come up. So you can have the ear issues and the blood issues and, you know, the um, psychiatric disorders, the renal and urinary disorders, all these different disorders that come up after it. If you happen to be in that group that has adverse reactions, um, these will these could come up for you. And they're starting to get cases early on in the first couple of months and reporting it into their portal pages. Um, this can go on for months to even years because uh, they never have done it on humans. They've done some trials, but like I said, this can go on for a while. But many, many of these people are still alive, but just not living at the optimal health. They're just living with these other disorders that crop up afterwards. So the numbers speak for themselves. I, I, you know, my mouth just, just fell to the floor. And nobody's seeing this stuff. Um, and they have a slow website, by the way, okay? <laughs> no one they need the AI to help them out. Slow website. Um, slow legacy systems um, for medical personnel to look into. So anyways, uh, more information. Light green needs to be really, really popular. So <laughs> these are all the people that are submitting into the reports. Um, and, and the light green, who's light green? Non-healthcare professionals, healthcare professionals, okay? So like I, like I said, in the VARS website or even the yellow card website, um, there are like non-doctors submitting it in as well. Um, but most people just get sick and tired of all the extra paperwork. So uh, unless they're motivated by somebody who died to um, put that information out there, thinking that putting it on the VARS website or the yellow card website is gonna help, um, that's most of the people that are submitting this information into their, um, their dashboard. But it's not helpful to other people as a warning if it's buried so far deep and you have to go through the ringer just to find the information. So, um, the geographic origin. Okay, light blue is really far. What what is that? What is that? Non-European economic area. Mm, okay, the European economic area are like hot spots where most people live, um, and the non-European economic areas are kind of like the not as the poorer spots. So obviously, the poorer areas got um, some vaccines uh, tested early on, and they're showing these reactions um, earlier on. So um, anyways, that's the Oracle BI dashboard uh, from Europe. All right. And uh, uh, so it, it kind of just does a summary. Uh, here's all the conditions that people are reporting on the left. Musculoskeletal and connective tissue disorders. Um, immune system disorders, eye disorders. I mean, just it just goes on and on. And it breaks it down to the reports that we just saw. It breaks it down completely um, based on what's, what's being seen. So 18 to 64 is a big chunk of the ones showing adverse reactions months 
um, later and um, mostly women as well. So let's get rid of that. And we have covered the Yudra of Vigilance. I hope you guys have been um, paying attention to the URLs up there so you can write it down because I'm going to put it in the description um, so you can click on it and look it for yourself. Obviously it exists because you see the video here, um, but I can't guarantee that you might be able to find it uh, later on because they may get tipped in and take it down. <laughs> so for you, for those out there who like download everything and just keep it as a record, download this episode and keep it as record because you might need the visuals just to be able to source some of this information. Download the records. Um, all right. Oh, here's the pubmed.gov website. Here's the URL up here. Okay. And you guys can go in here and I mean, most people get bored of the stuff, but there's a lot of links for doctors and people who read medical journals to go in and, and see what they're reporting. And nobody's knowing about this stuff. Oh, I'm still recording, okay. Okay, you guys, I, I really did this on the fly because I just had enough of um, the research and I got furious when Facebook threatened to delete my, um, my account because I was posting how to go around the algorithm to have your contents be seen. Because I got sick and tired of watching friends, coworkers, and um, just, Facebook followers and fans put in comments about adverse reactions that they're starting to notice. And I would read comments from people um, and I would see that they had like 
hundreds and thousands of um, friends and followers, and only maybe two people commented or 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 liked or you know made an emoji on it. And so I noticed it was happening to them as well. And you can actually go to odyssey.com and BitChute and um, other uncensored websites and look up COVID-19, COVID-19 vaccines, vaccine passports, vaccine privileges, whatever you want to call it, um, COVID-19 um, adverse reactions. There are hundreds of videos from real people posting um, warnings, their experiences, lots of videos from um, doctors that have been silenced, censored, smear campaigns on, on them um, to make them look like an anti-vaxxer, make them look like they um, are loony, that their, their advice, their medical advice, um, their efforts are completely uh, loony. I mean, just smear campaigns. And I started seeing on the, on the, the regular people's level in terms of social media where especially Facebook, uh, many of the people, that's how they communicate with friends, family, and people in their network. And so I'm not sure what's going on with Zuck these days, but there's obviously videos of whistleblowers from Facebook talking about how they are parsing out specific keywords regarding health, um, COVID, anything related to the pandemic, vaccines, passports, all that. They're, they're taking any of these comments that people put up, they're either deleting it or they're hiding it or they're hiding their profile they're changing the algorithm so you can't see it. So if you if you put any um, comments in there that the system, their AI flags, then they will um, give you a pop-up notification about COVID-19 safety, um, a COVID-19 misinformation, um, or they even say that we're gonna, they're going to put you on Facebook jail for 30 days, or they even may even threaten to delete your account. Uh, and this is alarming. And I, I um, have been spending the last year writing my two Buddhism books, which and starting my podcast. And so I've just been kind of doing my thing and, you know, killing time and en enjoying myself um, while this pandemic rides, rides its course to becoming endemic. But when my father passed away and I had come across the vaccine passports and all the, the nonsensical things that was happening with that, um, and vaccine privileges, I, I literally thought society um, was going to be smarter than that. But the fear of COVID uh, was more powerful than the reality. Um, and how can people be advised properly if you censored all of the information to only show what you want to see, which is the vaccines are a miracle cure, um, COVID treatments and um, information from doctors worldwide trying to say, hey, this, we found ways to, to address COVID. We found ways to cure people. We found ways to help people. Um, you don't need the vaccine. Um, if you choose to, that's fine, but you should know that there's some adverse reactions that you should be aware of. All this information is completely censored, so you don't get the full picture. You only get the vaccine miracle um, and that COVID is so bad that there's no way to, to take care of it and, and, and take care of it as um, a medical professional. So as a consumer, as a client, as a patient, you don't get all the information. So of course you're going to um, think that this is the only solution and that everybody has to get it, whether they have adverse reactions or not. Um, and that all these doctors and professionals in their field, in their lifetime of work are loony and they're, they're anti-vaxxers. 
And so I started to, I noticed that on the algorithm. I, I noticed that very quickly on the algorithm. And I noticed that also on YouTube, um, that when I would start looking for adverse reaction videos or just doctors, I saw a couple, but many of them were removed. But when I went to Odyssey and BitChute and other websites that aren't censoring, they're all there. They're all there. And they're also all there on um, on like right-wing sites as well, like Breitbart and um, Infowars and these very unpopular right-wing um, websites, which I totally get because I'm in the United States and most people in the United States are very polarized when it comes to their politics because of the previous um, administration with Trump. And I'm not a big fan of Trump. Everybody knows that. I'm not a big fan of Trump. I, um, I didn't think he was good for the environment and based on of, of the administration and the uh, things that were trying to be initiated, there was a lot of um, stuff that was bad for the environment that was um, just not helpful. And then all of the ratio and the slander and all that kind of um, stuff did not really sell him to me. But because of all the polarization in the United States, people are so polarized that politics have become like a cult in the United States. And so cognitive dissonance applies to both sides, Democrats and Republicans. There's so much cognitive dissonance that if you um, don't support the main narrative of whatever side is saying, then that people completely brand you as uh, an anti-vaxxer, extreme right wing, you know, on and on, the names go on. And I had that as well, because again, I had those adverse reactions early on and people were, were um, so afraid that they were calling me these names. Um, you're anti-vaxxer, you're criminal, you're, you're conspiracist, Vaughn, you're completely alt-right, you're completely, um, you know, you're this Republican, which is very, very interesting because I don't associate with any political parties at all. I never have because, again, I'm Buddhist and you go in the middle way. Okay, you don't go right, you don't go left. You go in the middle way so you can see objectively all sides and then make a decision, a neutral decision that is, is balanced for you. And I've seen both sides and I've seen both sides not want to listen to the other side because of cognitive dissonance. Um, which is a life lesson as well. Uh, be in the middle, people. But anyways, that's a completely different uh, subject that we have the rest of our life to discuss. But for right now, that cognitive dissonance uh, in the polarization of uh, U.S. politics in the population has um, politicized our health and have um we've all drank the kool-aid okay and all this information is being censored and we have no clue about it we have no clue about it because and no clue about how it's done and why it's being done that's another conversation down the road so i started looking at these different sites these unpopular sites that i never go into i don't go into breitbart i don't go into fox news i don't go into any of this kind of stuff okay again i'm just a buddhist doing spiritual stuff um but i started looking at these doctors that these smear campaigns were um going into and um 
I was like, why are they doing that? Why is nobody hearing the information that these credible doctors and professionals are saying? Um, why is it being buried? Why is, why is the videos I'm watching of them talking about this stuff um, being unplugged, being stopped, et cetera, et cetera? So um, I'm going to end with one that you really should be aware of. But you guys can look this all these doctors up. So um, virologist professor Dolores Cahill, okay, and she has um, she is a part of the World Doctors Alliance and a couple other organizations, and she has over 150 censored doctors worldwide trying to get this information out about adverse effects that nobody's seeing to be able to make a healthy uh, decision on whether to get the vaccine or not get the vaccine. Um, and, you know, these doctors are so desperate. They're going to anything. They're going to tea party. They're going to Breitbart. They're going to these unpopular sites. And because that's the only, um, outlets, media outlets that are going to cover their information, um, they have, everybody else has cognitive dissonance, uh, because of the hatreds of the polar opposite political view. Our hatreds have, is costing us our health. So anyways, um, Professor Cahill, she says that the COVID shots is an mRNA gene therapy, which in the animal trials, it killed 50% of the subjects and the rest suffered extreme long-term adverse effects. So they didn't live as, um, as healthy as they were before they got the vaccine. Things started cropping up. And that was just in the animal uh, trials. They didn't she says that they didn't do human trials yet. So we're starting to do human trials. And I've shown you guys through legitimate websites that's so hard to find unless you know how to do this stuff. Um, as the months go by, more of these numbers start cropping up and nobody hears these numbers because all these doctors and nurses and professionals are silenced. Um, so why? Why the propaganda? So... Um, you know, you can you can look at her exemplary credentials. She really is quite a phenomenon. She advises governments on um, on health, and now all of a sudden she's being discredited, discredited, anti-vaxxer, all these other kind of things. Um, also, Dr. Gert Van Bosch. Okay, uh, his whole career is making vaccines. He even worked for Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation trying to make vaccines. Anybody who knows about the vaccines here would be him. And he's going out against the mass vaccination saying it's not good, it's, it's gonna create other variants. But his stuff is being suppressed and he's being called anti-vaxxer, um, you know, all these all these smear campaign. And if you look at his credentials, it is spectacular. Okay, these are not just regular doctors. Okay, you have Dr. Pierre Corey who spoke to the U.S. Senate Hearing Committee, okay, um, to the U.S. Senate about ivermectin as a successful way to treat COVID-19, but the story is buried, and he's being had the smear campaigns on him, um, and people don't even know that in Mexico, they're giving away uh, ivermectin um, home kits for people uh, so that, you know, they can survive COVID, and there's ways to treat it not just go to the vaccine, but people don't know these stories worldwide because it's being censored, it's being hidden, removed, cut, deleted, pulled down because it doesn't support the main narrative of the COVID vaccine is your miracle cure for COVID. 
All right, there's ways to prevent and treat it, nobody knows. Um, also, Dr. Michael Yeadon, he is the former Pfizer vice president and chief scientist of Pfizer Pharmaceuticals, and he's speaking out against the COVID mass vaccinations. He's the former vice president of Pfizer itself. Maybe he knows about the Pfizer vaccine and the effects. Maybe, you would think. Um, this is his career. This is his life. These are credible doctors that are coming out, and nobody's hearing it because their internet is censoring them, burying it, whatever. Um, and, you know, look him up, you guys. You can you can just go to odyssey.com or BitChute, put their names in there. Uh, you're going to find their interviews, but you're not going to find all their interviews on YouTube. Think about that. You're, you're not going to see these articles and their interviews on Facebook because they've been pulled down. Think about that. Why? Why? Um, you can look at Dr. Charles Hoff. I'm going to put these links on the description as well so you guys can look it over. So Dr. Charles Hoff is just a family practitioner and in his town and he's administered, he wrote a letter and he administered about 900 vaccinations for the COVID-19 vaccine. And he started as the weeks gone by, he started seeing more and more of his patients coming in. This is, you know, with these adverse reactions, these random adverse reactions, severe life-threatening illnesses that they were, they were coming in. Not all of them had died, but many of them are coming in living with these new, these new illnesses that they never had before, even young people. So he wrote an open letter to the press. Um, all of a sudden, he doesn't have any credibility in his own town that he's been practicing his whole life with, and he's a doctor for the, these people. Um, there's the OBGYN, Dr. Christiane Northrup, who has been Oprah 10 times. And um, she has many, many books, and she's a practicing uh, women's doctor uh, and kind of health expert on women's doctor, so, or on women's health. And she's coming back reporting all these adverse effects on women um, and to advise women, like, hey, if you have allergies or certain things, um, you're not a good candidate for these vaccines. However, now there's a smear campaign on her. Her whole life work is the smear campaign. She's an anti-vaxxer, right-wing extremist. These doctors are not right-wing extremists, anti-vaxxers, okay? They just want to get health information out there, but it's being suppressed. Why? Why? So, um, you know, I'm going to leave you guys with one last one that's the biggest smear campaign as well. But there's also nurses. There's a, actually a nurse in Bloomfield, um, Michigan, uh, RN Tamika M. Morrill. And she has been working with um, adult care facilities and um, the elderly. It's her life work, okay? She's been taking care of her patients. And um, she has been trying to report. She tried to put it on Facebook. She tried to put it on YouTube. Um, they keep taking out her stuff or suppressing her stuff. And she was just trying to advise people like, hey, if you go with the vaccine, that's, that's your choice. But um, you should be advised that there are some adverse reactions that are not being reported that I am seeing in my clients, such as blood clots, autoimmune, heart attacks, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but completely removed. And you you can find her videos on Odyssey and you can see um, what she's talking about. All these credible doctors and, and nurses and 
you know, advisors to the U.S. Senate Committee, advisors to, you know, the World Health Organization, advisors to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, all being smeared and censored. And we have to ask why is the information not provided to us so that we can make a, appropriate um, health advice. So, um, and then, you know, um, Dr. Chetty of South Africa, you can actually find his video on YouTube, okay? And I'm hoping somebody has a conscience in YouTube that they actually are starting to let these videos fly. But um, he treated over 4,000 COVID patients, no deaths. And he said that there's safe and cheap methods to address COVID as easily treatable. But people don't know this because this information is being suppressed. They don't, for some reason, you're not gonna get information about treatment and options to treat. Um, this is part of an endemic. Instead, you're gonna get, go get the vaccine, go get the vaccine. That's the only choice and solution. And now everybody has to go get um, passports because um, the vaccine is the cure, to, the cure of everything. I think honestly, it's all been about the vaccine passports this whole time. Because once everybody, everybody gets it, and then um, all the worst reactions happen, they're going to pump out new um, drugs and say, this is going to address that. And then this is going to address that. And then you have a lifetime population that's reliant on these vaccine companies. Okay. Um, it's not a far-fetched concept to think about when you start seeing the patterning. All right. Um, but Dr. Chetty of South Africa is a really great resource to look at ways to treat COVID, ways to live with it as an endemic, that it is um, completely treatable and um, there are ways to help people with it, okay? So as compared to going in the vaccine that could cause worse adverse reactions long-term. So um, let me end it out with one of the biggest smear campaigns against Writable doctors and professionals in the industry, and that is um, the 2008 uh, Nobel Prize winner, Professor Luc Montagnier. Okay, so Professor Luc Montagnier he puts his Nobel Prize and life work on the line coming out against the mass vaccination program. And he's not an anti-vaxxer. He said, if you wanna go get it, you can definitely go get it, no problem, okay? Um, but you should have all the information so you can make advice or wise decision on your health. But we're not getting both sides of the information. We're only getting one side of the information and all the other information is being suppressed. So do you only get one side of it? How can, how can you do a risk versus benefit analysis which is what everybody talks about in medicine, always oh, is the benefit outweigh the risk. How can you do a risk versus benefit analysis if the risks are suppressed and all you see is the benefit? Okay, so 2008 Nobel Prize doctor, um, Professor Luc Montagnier, um, he got his Nobel Prize in 2008 for sequencing the HIV virus, HIV AIDS, for sequencing that virus and identifying it um, as a immune issue or disorder. And he was on French TV last year saying that the virus has HIV snippets in it, okay? 
that he is his team in his lab they have computers that sequence these viruses because he's a he's been studying sequencing of viruses for a long time and um obviously he won the just a Nobel prize for that so you would think he knows what he's talking about in terms of sequencing dna and knows what he's looking at because he got the Nobel prize for hiv and um sequencing that when he looks at the coronavirus corona COVID-19 virus, he saw that there are HIV snippets um, in it that, that he identifies, which explains that it is lab created, okay? So if it is lab created and not a natural, that's why they're not able to, well, nobody's talking about the sequence of it, but if it, it was sequenced as that and it was lab created, then what's the deal with these COVID-19 vaccines? that came out to address a lab-created virus. Okay, think about that. Think about that. Um, so let's take a look and end with this very silent uh, professional in the medical field that they're doing a smear campaign on. You, they pulled all his videos down. Um, it, you cannot find, it's really hard to find. But I found it, and I'm going to show it to you guys. And if you guys want to watch the video, um, watch the, uh, the this interview on a video sharing site like Odyssey.com, O-D-Y-S-E-E.com, or BitChute. Um, but Odyssey is the easy one, and you will see the video as well. But I'm going to read the um, English translation for the podcast viewers that are listening to the audio version um, who can't. So let's, let's take a look. Okay. So this is C News and it's a French TV um, show. And this was actually um, in early 2020. And um, I found this one on library.tv, which is now Odyssey. Okay. Um, and there's, there's all of his stuff has been removed. Um, on the main, like YouTube and other things. And if you share it, it they're going to immediately take it down. You share it on Facebook, they're going to immediately take it down. Um, and all the major platforms. It is so hard to find the stuff. But you guys download this episode so you guys have a record. You have all the information here. Here's the URL, but you can find it on Odyssey as of right now. So Luke Montagnier, HIV Nobel Prize winner, says the virus is bioengineering a lab. Okay, which the reason why that is important is because the vaccine was created specifically for a virus that was created in the lab. They go hand in hand. Okay, so um, let's, let's listen to this. I'm going to read it out. Professor, thank you for being with us. You're a Nobel laureate medicine, and you're one of the, the origin of the discovery. Actually, let me start that over again. They, they talk really fast in French, so I'm just going to read it out for you guys. Okay. And we're back with the latest news on VidDoc19, so V-I-D-O-C-19, and that's on CNews. And we are with 
Professor Luke Montagnier. Hello. And thank you for being with us. We do have to mention it. You're a Nobel Laureate of Medicine and you're the one at the origin of the discovery of HIV. It's history, but also interesting. For current events, because we have an experience of things that have happened. in the past and have been very difficult to check in there at that time. And that led to the truth. Just like today. What I'm interested in this morning is that You're working on the virus right now. We work, but not necessarily in the lab. Since we're working on a computer with, and then that's it. We don't have any experiment, let's say, but the experience comes from the disease itself of all the measures that are currently being done in the labs on patients. Have you reached any conclusions? We have come to the conclusion that indeed there was manipulation done on this virus. What do you mean? Well, that apart, I'm not saying the totality, right? But there's a pattern that is obviously the classic virus. And there is obviously okay, but there's a pattern that is obviously the classic virus, and it is a model, especially coming from bats, but on this model, someone added on top of that, some sequences, including HIV, the virus for AIDS. But when you say someone added, who added? 
I don't know. It's not natural is what I mean. No, it's not natural. It was a job of professional. A job of molecular biologists. It is a very meticulous job, we can say. Say of precision, if you look at the sequences. But for what purpose? For what purpose, it is not clear. I'm ex exposing facts. I am exposing facts. My job here is to state the facts, that's all. I'm not accusing anyone. I don't know who did it and I don't know why. The possibility may be that. They want to do, well, they, we don't know who. They wanted to make a vaccine against AIDS. So they took little sequences of the virus and inserted them in the largest sequence of the coronavirus. So I'm not sure to understand Everything you're saying, that is to say, in this virus, there's a component of HIV. That's it, that's it. The genetic material of the virus is a long ribbon of RNA, isn't it? Like DNA but it's RNA. And in that long ribbon, at some place, someone has inserted small sequences of HIV. And these sequences are small, but are not that small so that they mean nothing. They have the possibility to modify. For example, what are called anti-genetic sites? Meaning, if you want to create a vaccine, you can very well modify the protein who is exposed for the vaccine by a small sequence from another virus. Are you sure about this? Because 
it was said that a rumor has been going around that it was of human origin. After all, and then it was rebutted for most of the scientific authorities anyways. There is still a will to cover this up, if you will, the works. We're not the first. A group of Indian researchers very renowned, had published the same thing. They were forced to retract it. How were they forced to do that? That means it was withdrawn. If you look at their publication, you have a big withdrawn warning because what you're saying here, most of the scientists say otherwise. Still, less and less. Less and less, if you will. This has happened. So it was at the beginning of this year. And we're seeing more and more research that suggests this. But I am, shall we say, out of age and a Nobel Prize winner, and I can work freely. And so there's no pressure that can work on me. What you're saying and making the connection with what President Emmanuel Macron said he obviously has a duty of confidentiality. Infinitely more important than you have. By definition, and what did he say? To the Financial Times. He said that there are obvious things that happen that we don't know about. Well, that's the first connection I'm making. The second connection I make is with Mike Pompeo, the head of the US diplomacy, who said, we are conducting a full investigation into everything we can learn about this virus has spread 
contaminated the world and caused such a tragedy. And the United States doesn't seem to rule out that the coronavirus came from a Chinese laboratory in Wuhan and evokes a investigation to shed light on its origin. This is all from the last hours. He's the head of the American diplomacy. Mike Pompeo was being asked, was interviewed on Fox News Wednesday night about a Washington Post article. which claim that the embassy of the United States in Beijing Okay, so I had to check my my systems here. Let me share. The, the United States in Beijing had alerted the US Department of State two years ago about insufficient safety measures in a laboratory of Wuhan, which has studying the coronavirus in bats. Mr. Pompeo was questioned also on information from Fox News reporting that several now believe that the current COVID-19 
reported for the first time precisely in Wuhan in December emanates from the same lab. Even though it could be a natural virus, not a created pathogen. created by the Chinese and that its escape was not voluntarily, but due to the bad security protocols. That's what I was said. But of course you have to be careful. I understand, I understand. And then we will be asked about the, the way you work today in order to come to those conclusions. Ivan Rufu. What you are announcing is huge. It's a nuclear bomb. I may say, but to make sure we understand this trace of HIV cannot be the result of a natural crossing, well, or of a crossover in any case between. No, animals and human species, it can only be someone's hand the hand of a human being? Absolutely. There is in this case a question of concentration, if you will. You have a long ribbon. There are 30,000 pairs. 30,000 bases, if you will. 30,000 signs on it that carry the genetic holding and everything is concentrated in 1,000 within those 30,000 in 1,000 bases, even less than 1,000 bases. So it is tied up in little pieces. There's part of that genome. So that's like which is actually made of HIV, but it's got, there's a majority set of HIV sequences. How do we see it? Very simply by the sequence. We have a very simple equipment. It is a computer system that allows to find a sequence you're looking for. No, but if I say, for example, for things to be clear, if I say some HIV in 
COVID. Is it correct what I'm saying here? That's correct. But that doesn't mean that there's enough HIV to make a big HIV protein and enough material to modify what we call an antigenic site, i.e. to modify a little bit the coronavirus protein to make it recognized by the immune system as HIV. But the impact on HIV, which is an extremely serious disease with the consequences that we know the consequences for those and then now I'm obviously paying close attention to what I'm saying because I'm thinking about the people who have had the COVID-19. Can you evaluate today the consequences? Exactly, it would be interesting. It will be interesting to study, to see There are antibodies produced in these patients against HIV, against one of the HIV proteins that would be interesting to do. And to your knowledge, do you know if Professor Raoult who is indeed one of the world experts in this field, also had this tracing insight, diagnosed it. This HIV trace, and is there drugs that can cure it? No. But there were medications, antivirals, antiretrovirals against HIV that have had some effect, but not as good as hydroxychloroquine, though they have been dropped now. And allow me one question. All suspicions turn to China and the president of the Republic. The Republic has taken up this thesis saying that at least that China lied on the seriousness of the epidemic. In any case, at the beginning, as early as January. But do you also target China and a Chinese laboratory in the fact that this kind of terrorism 
would have happened. Because in fact, there we are in another world. We're in the world of bacteriological terrorism. No, not terrorists, because that would be to create a vaccine. It's accidental. Yes, there you go. Wait, was this accidental? No, I understood that it was deliberate and not accidental. But you said a vaccine. No, but you did. Say yourself that it was a will to have combined two. Yes, but not for military purposes, if we may say. All right, it would be if I understood correctly, it was to create a vaccine, probably against HIV. If you will, only the people who have done that will be able to tell the truth fully. But then, forgive me, what I, forgive me, but it has, it has been confirmed by other doctors, researchers, scientists, laboratories, etc. There are a number of groups that have been doing the same research, but did it, let's say, a little bit on the sly. Well, without making too much noise, but there are several groups. Yeah, it's been going around, but forgive me, I'm asking. Always questions. Someone built that up. In a lab, they want to make a HIV vaccine. Well, after, how does it get out this vaccine? How does it get out? This virus, how is it coming out? How does it get out of the laboratory? It is produced by the laboratory. At that point, that's what is called a recumbent. This virus is produced by the Chinese laboratory that made it and by other labs. Yes, but they take people to test it. How does it get out? Of course. So if we're talking about a vaccine, now that's another subject. That's a coronavirus vaccine. No, but I want to know how it gets out. From the lab, how did? From the manufacturer of a vaccine? 
against HIV, we're reaching a global pandemic. It's that connection that I don't understand. What they've done is a construction, a construction, which is therefore a coronavirus, a RNA from a coronavirus and in a little piece of this ribbon, you have HIV sequences. In such a way that they are exposed, of course, to the immune system. So the prediction is that indeed there are antibodies against HIV in infected patients by the coronavirus. This we can prove, we can't prove, we can look for it. How does it get out? Is it because they take patients and they try to test this? Vaccine being developed and then it spreads out like that? That's what I don't get. So this is going to take a long time. We're talking about a vaccine in general from a coronavirus is gonna take a long time, really. We need to do first, experiment in animals, in mice. I feel like I'm making my myself misunderstood actually. Vaccine manufacturer in the laboratory manufacturing, we are in agreement. You're actually telling us we are looking for an HIV vaccine. We are looking for HIV vaccine. The HIV must be attenuated, i.e. one can treat. Okay, but how does it get out of the lab? Why? Are people infected afterwards? Because it has to be tested. But I repeat, this is what that's being said all over is that there has been a leak, the viral construction escaped from Wuhan's laboratory. What does a leak mean? How can it escape? It can escape voluntarily or involuntarily, involuntarily. But how? But by someone who has manipulated the virus? Without taking too many precautions, I'm asking. Without taking too many precautions. I'm asking questions since I'm all very ignorant in this area. It's a guess. Okay, and the way you work today you seem to be having certainties. 
So where do you working today? Yes, we are working on the sequences. That's right. What is fundamental are the sequences. And I can go back a little bit since the history of AIDS is being repeated, well, of the origin of the AIDS virus. Well, is repeating itself a bit today. So back then there were several laboratories that were working on the virus, including mine at the Pasteur Institute. There was an American laboratory led by Professor Gallo, isn't it? And it is proved by the sequences that the virus that I had sent to Dr. Gallo had been renamed with another name, but it was the same virus. Why the same virus? Because the sequences were identical and it was, It's important to realize that viruses are agents that change all the time. And especially viruses with RNA. There are always mutations. I'll get back to that. Because it's very important to explain the outbreak today. But then we have the proof. The Pasteur Institute had proved that the sequence of the virus isolated there at the Pasteur Institute. And the one of the American virus were the same, absolutely the same character by character. So now we really have, if you will, molecular biology through the sequences and tell if a virus is identical to another or not, all right? And so if you have a foreign sequence in the coronavirus today, well, you can easily detect this through what is called biocomputing, right? Why don't they do that and why? Hasn't it been done before? because it's molecular biology. Well, we were a little bit of a group, a small group working on it. 
for a long time, but we're not the only ones. I repeat, the Indians found the same thing and published it, and they were asked by someone to then retract their study. But when you say that mysterious someone, who's that someone? Who is asking to withdraw the study? Someone asked the editors of the magazine. It's the editor of the magazine. Okay, what you're telling us seems simple. It is that as there are several sequences, if I have understood correctly, there are several sequences in this virus. By definition, these sequences have artificially been placed in the virus, are we still in agreement? And that any virologist will see this immediately. Sounds simple? So why doesn't anyone say, look, that virus, it's not natural. It is something that has been fabricated. There's something artificial in there. And why isn't anyone saying this? There's one wrong answer in that. And that's that those sequences are short and some are saying they're too short. It's by chance, et cetera, et cetera. So there is a controversy on the issue. Yes, there is a controversy on the issue. Okay, but we can say right away because those lengths are still lengths that carry genetic information. Contrary to what is said that it's supposedly random that's not true. And what is precisely a sequence for a virus? A sequence is the sequence of nucleotides. Isn't it? There are four different nucleotides. It does not help me very much, but not much. I'm really, I don't really understand. We're all coded. As I understand it, there is a decision on the analysis of this. Sequence, since there are people who say, I already answered. That is by chance. I've already answered. It's not by chance. You say it's not by chance, but some will tell you the opposite. What you are telling us on our set is indeed 
I used the expression of Ivan, a bomb. Why? Because you're not just anyone. You're a Nobel Prize winner in medicine. And you are the one who discovered HIV. So your voice, it really carries. And there are going to be consequences of what you're saying here. Professor Del Fasse, chair of the government's COVID-19 committee, for example, it's a responsibility. I actually thought it was necessary that I mentioned it once. We were sure. And for how long? Have you been sure? Why are not you saying it to Professor Delfati? Why don't you talk about it to Professor Raolt? Why don't you? I'm ready to talk about it. But why haven't you done it already? That's what I can't understand. Let's say that there's a process that takes time. We have sent publications, of course. There are already a publication in an Indian magazine. Because I repeat, there is a huge pressure. The Indian publication, when was it published? It's from a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago. Yes, a few weeks ago. And you say there's enormous pressure. There's an enormous pressure regarding everything related to the origin of the virus. It's a blackout, isn't it? It is China that imposes this. Blackout? It's China? It's the Chinese government that currently wants to put its signature on it, if you will. On everything produced in China regarding the origin of the virus. But it can control the whole world, of course. So we are outside of China. Besides, we think that China is also a victim in this case of the leak, of the monster that they've created so well If you will, it's not my job to evaluate China. China knows what it has created. China knows indeed what it has created. China, its official version is that the virus comes from the fish market in Wuhan. 
So what wouldn't be true that it's so what wouldn't be true? No, that's not. If you show the sequencing, you have been able to perform there to any specialist, and he's going to say, yes, indeed. That's right. Are you sure about this? Oh, yeah. Can there be pressure from the WHO, World Health Organization? There may be pressure from all agencies, global and national, which have an interest in hiding the truth. But what interest would they have in hiding things? Because the Chinese, we could understand that, but the others, I don't know, I don't know. And you know a lot of great researchers. Have you spoken to them? Did you send them your studies? Of course, I sent these results to a number of colleagues and they answer what? Well, if you will, these are facts. We can't deny them. I suggest we pause for a bit about the scientific process itself. Do you find it rational to have tried to associate at any point for a researcher COVID-19 and HIV? No, I find that weird enough. Weird, it's weird. Because HIV is very dangerous. So nothing a priori related. It couldn't. Look, the facts are there. We're going to carry on and you'll tell us because you will also tell us if this virus mutates and evolves and if it weakening. And I think that's also what you notice since the virus today is moving from west to east, from east to west. Sorry. And it is now in the United States and you have noticed that in the United States, it is much weaker and has lost in a way it's virulent in some patients. Okay, I'll see you in a minute. Luke Montier is with us this morning. You obviously triggered something on social networks. Something absolutely incredible. You tell us two things this morning. That COVID-19 has been artificially manufactured in a laboratory 
in Wuhan. From the original virus, he didn't say that. He assumed it was in Wuhan. There's a lab in Wuhan that was able to do that. So that's what you're saying and you're are telling us that there's something in this virus. A part of HIV, you triggered absolutely a ton of reactions among those, by the way, very simply, people are asking simple questions. Does having segments of HIV in COVID-19 could mean it is transmitted sexually. I don't think so. I think that this virus is still essentially a coronavirus, right? So that it is transmitted through breathing. So it is still a respiratory virus, even if it was manufactured. Just like you said, yes, because. I repeat, the HIV sequences are a very small minorities among overall genes in the overall genes in the coronavirus and they don't have the same sequences that HIV itself has. That's apparently what you were saying too. Yeah, maybe with one caveat. If we work on the surface proteins of a virus, we can change this tropism that is, that is, it is going to attack other types of cells than the ones at the beginning. So the silence, what, what would explain the silence? And yes, please, perhaps before elaborating on this thought, Let's ask how the community is reacting. The most official scientists. It's coming. I guess this is the, the first question I'd ask myself. But by definition, at the time, we're talking, these circles are maybe just finding out what you say, because if they have, hidden this, it's interesting. We have the facts and I repeat, there is a publication, originally Indian, which has been deleted through pressure from the publisher. So I'm going to 
ask you questions first. So forgive me to ask you questions that can be considered a little rough around the edges though. Obviously, but you don't know all of this stuff. We, are, we asked ourselves all of this first too. There's also part of a newbie question. But when you say there's some kind of silence on this, does the silence of the countries finally is not there because everyone does the same thing? That is to say that everyone would be doing in his corner, sometimes without saying it, the manufacturer of vaccines in this way, where they would get a virus and then they would inject another virus sequence and that eventually all the labs of the world are doing the same thing and it's why people don't say anything today is that even possible i don't know if all the labs do that but anything is possible in molecular biology today you can make any new construction of viruses that you want. No, but it's not that kind of practices is strictly forbidden. We can't at the Pasteur Institute, for instance. People cannot do what they want. Absolutely, absolutely. There are very specific rules, but the fact that everyone follows these rules in the whole world, it's unlikely. Allow me please an observation. It's just that obviously, and in France and elsewhere, we didn't want to research for the causes of what is happening to us. Meaning that when Donald Trump, for example, said that that virus was Chinese, he was badmouthed saying that he couldn't say that this virus was Chinese because we didn't know anything when there were these rumors saying that this virus could have gotten out of a lab because these rumors have been running around for two months. Everyone was screaming fake news. And now no one dares even assess the hypothesis that it could be germ warfare. You said that it wasn't conceivable. I hear you. But still, with these two denials, saying that it wasn't China, and then that it wasn't a laboratory, and now we're hearing that it's absolutely not a bacteriological 
war, we can also, well, I can doubt it. I can hear you when you say that this wasn't the point, that it was a vaccine at the end of the day. But can't we just, anyway, take this hypothesis as well into account of a germ warfare that would have and already may exist, which exists in the scenarios and would have could also be established in Wuhan or someone else. I read there, for example, that the American laboratory says we have analyzed things. It comes from a natural origin. It does not say the same thing you say. It's a lab that looks pretty serious. They are playing with words because you put a natural object in another natural object. HIV is a natural object too. Oh yeah, 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 so far. A number of recognized authorities say it was a natural origin. No, but the world is going to become. I don't quite agree with that. Ivan's analysis, but I've taken from it, conspiracy theories exist. We see them. We can see that. I often fight between brackets against conspiracy theories by saying, let's put that aside. But if what you say is right, the world is going to get completely paranoid and is not going to no more believe in anything, obviously. Because if this reality you're telling us that is known that they put a lid on it that a study existed to I do understand I was doing the the link earlier as I said with what Emmanuel Macron said that we can at the light of what you say interpret I recall this sentence obviously Things have happened that we do not know about. It's a very toned down, but what the U.S. says, when we listen to you, we tell ourselves that the United States are aware. Mr. Montagnier, not only does the United States know But they did fund some of the research done in Wuhan's lab. It's published that. That's crazy. So it's a problem that is not just Chinese, 
if we want to reassure ourselves since you have continued to work on this virus, that virus today has lost, you say, all is virulence and you imagine that it will no longer be specifically dangerous. In the next few weeks, yes, what is interesting, if you will, is that my mathematical colleague, Perez, thinks there's some kind of harmonization of the sequences of the genetic information which is carried as well in our own chromosomes as by the virus. So nature doesn't accept anything. That is, we can do anything in nature, but if you're making an artificial construct, it is unlikely to survive. That is to say that nature loves the harmonious things. And what is foreign, such as another virus coming from another virus, is not well tolerated. So what is happening? As time goes by and the epidemic is spreading notably, in the United States, where there is the largest number of cases, there is an evolution through mutations, right? The consequences will mutate. Mutate means one nucleotide change for a other. The genetic code is changing. But it also means deletions that are made. It means that there are whole chunks of the genome, including what is extraordinary, is that precisely the region that carries the HIV sequences are mutating much faster than others. So it itself disappears by deletions. So we have patients on whom we have isolated the virus and the sequence, the virus in the Western part of the United States. In Seattle. In Seattle. And this sequence is almost demolished and no longer works. So the HIV is gone? You think if the new pathogenicity, if you will, of the corona is related to 
the introduction of these sequences that it is going to disappear. It's a bit of hope. Well, I just wanted to react. When is that going to happen? So there is no. There was no denial. The proof is for now that the rumors that were out there and that were unfortunately that we're meeting credibility. But then again, a lot of people believe it of something that would have been manufactured. So far, there was no evidence here. What brings what Luke Montagnia says, that's interesting. I'm unable to tell if it's actually correct hypothesis, but in any case, there is an hypothesis, but before we weren't in denial because we didn't have precise information. If you will, we were in denial about, say, that it was from China. In denial that it was Chinese. Remember the controversy? From there to talking about a Chinese virus, it's something else. that it is coming from China, no one has, but never denied it, but I don't know for sure. There has been a lack of curiosity. Montagnier and his word, we're interested in it. What should we do? Well, doing the analysis of sequences, and you perform them, you say. But yeah, it changes all the time, every day that there are new infected patients. So we should follow, if you want, the genetic evolution of the virus through samples, therefore, through isolating patient viruses and do the sequencing of these viruses. And if my prediction is correct, we are going to find more and more mutant viruses inactivated. And of course, this must be related. If my hypothesis is correct, to the loss of pathogenic power of this virus. So the serious consequences of the infection will go away. So you talk about hypothesis, by the way, like all the scientists, what you're saying to us this morning, it has to be a hypothesis. But it's still based on a 
measure of evolution. We have measures for the month of March, for January, right? So those are rapid changes. Here it is, the analysis you performed on the virus itself. It's a very lengthy task to do, very difficult. No, it's not difficult. Computer analysis is not difficult. So why did not? So why did not anybody else do it? It's coming, I think. Because no one mentioned it. For now, it's a discovery we made. Ourselves, for that matter. You're the one who found out about this. We're the ones who did discoveries. And in principles, if we are right, it will increase the number of mutant viruses will increase the more time goes by if I understood you. Reasoning, you told us, is a very nice sentence that nature loves harmony, yes? And so in your reasoning, this virus will unravel pretty quickly if I understand. Yes, he's going to lose its sequences. And quickly, what does quickly mean? For you, quickly is what? Is it months? Is it years as time goes by? Through transmissions, that is. Why the epidemic has made us learn, obviously. It's unfortunate that there is this epidemic. So we must all, we must by all means, by all known means, we have to stop it from progressing. But in the US, this is a real explosion. There are now 500,000 people who have are infected in the United States. Is the contagiousness of this virus precisely related to its artificial manufacture? Do they think it's possible? Yes, it's possible because the transmission is linked, if you will, to the association between the virus protein and a receptor on the cells. And thus, the more the virus finds receptors and those cells and the more it is going to be able to stick and penetrate and therefore transmit information. And what do you think are the means to fight the contagion? Is a lockdown, is a lockdown the right solution? If you want, I've got a little solution. A bit avant-garde because I have been working. 
for some other reasons. It is that the waves can modify the frequencies. Certainly, we have frequencies. Certain frequencies can change. The presence of these sequences as they are foreign, maybe we can distinguish them from the rest of the coronavirus and selectively destroy them. Now that's science fiction for now. And now I can only verify this. If I have the means to do it. Otherwise, but I don't. I'm not sure I understand. What do you call the waves? Waves are electromagnetic. Waves. Right, that could separate. We're surrounded by electromagnetic waves. Why don't we just use some of these waves to destroy sequences selectively of RNA or DNA? That's one possibility, but it is. Not a certainty, of course, but is this virus, this new virus, accelerating the immune responses? I'm sorry, I can't find the word. Accelerates the fact that we have more of an immune system likely to defend ourselves or is that irrelevant is it eradicating the immune defense or not well yes i think we live in a very different environment from the one of our ancestors and without taking notice we love the waves we communicate over the waves all the time, right? But there are ever more projects in the pipeline, always. More important for these waves to be even more around us than I repeat. It's a subject to be studied, isn't it? The role of the waves. It is, for example, that the city of Wuhan was very early for the installation of 5G antennas. Ten thousand antennas are in this region, and therefore they were maybe able to contribute to the pathogenicity of the virus. 
Thank you. Unfortunately, then, we really, we're already late. One question I saw the. Can we have five more minutes? I'll also ask Maureen Lancon and our friend, Maureen Dini, can we exceptionally go over a bit because that it's true that we, that what you're saying to us is so important at this time because I'm reading there in the it's a review. I believe that you have been violently challenged by other Nobel Prize winners on scientific positions and that a petition has been done against you. That's what I'm reading here. Huh. That is another story, but it's striking. Really, that others, that all the Nobel Prize winners are lining up against you. Not all Nobel Prize winners, part of them anyway, but why are they doing this? Unifying, you're uniting against you because, if you will, I endorse the positions defended by Jacques Benveniste on the memory of water. This has been refuted, hasn't it? No, sir, no, sir, it has been. It's the same. There's some kind of veil. People are prevented from researching on this. He searched for a long time. He was not prevented from doing it, but just that people didn't believe to his theory. Rather, it's not so much so that he was prevented. I mean, yes, he was. I mean, I knew him, Benveniste. He was mistreated, you must say. Laurent Joffrin, the truth is that we cannot bring the contradictions to Mr. Oh no, I wouldn't allow myself to do that. I'm reading an article that says otherwise. That's why I wonder. Yes, I can understand, but you can't, you can see that on this subject. Many doctors are not in agreement. A lot of scientists do not agree. A lot of scientists do not agree. Yes, that's what I've been willing to stress. Let's be careful. Yes, and that's why, by the way, you were here this morning. What you're saying is mind-boggling. Let's say it. What you're saying is indeed, and I thank you for being here for the set of C News for 
letting this, telling this on to us, it deserves contradiction. By definition, it is the scientific contradiction. What I've just read is from an article in Le Figaro. I just found out you spoke yourself about hypothesis and this word is also what I want to understand or I want to underline as often. Scientists are moving forward by talking about hypothesis and unfortunately we can't not continue this discussion. But I don't doubt that we'll be able to pursue it and hear you again. If I may say, the most important is not the origin. It's interesting, the origin of the virus, but it's rather what is going to happen now for all of us. That's the question I asked you earlier. I tell you part of the answer. There is a possibility, a possibility. A silver lining that this outbreak disappears because the virus will self-destruct, but we are, but are we expected? This may be my last question, a pandemic like this one. On a regular basis? Well, we need to avoid absolutely that it is repeated, that it's reproduced, it's obvious. So then I believe that the rules of ethics of researchers, it is necessary that everyone respect them. This are ethical rules. Also for doctors, we don't kill by the treatment. Primon non. Primon non. Noxir, I speak Latin then so. That's really fundamental right there. Thanks a lot. It's over. So there's an ethical misconduct at wanting to combine. It's over, Ivan. We're already going over here. For more than five minutes. Thank you, thank you for inviting me. Of course, it's absolutely fascinating. Your question, did you ask it? What was it? Your question, is there an ethical mistake to have wanted to associate COVID with HIV? Yes, I think so, it is important. Indeed, to hear your answer. Thank you very much. Min Mr. Montagnier, thank you very much. Thanks to Marine 
Lacon, thanks to Anna Lisa. Capolini, who was with us today, thanks to Stefan Galaro, who was at the director's office, and Remy, and sorry, Gulame, sorry for those we were to welcome in the last part of the show, but it has taken upside down. Thank you all so much. Rendezvous. To you on Monday, thank you, Mr. Montagnier. And please, Jean-Marc Morandi Pini forgives me for those few moments, minutes of overflow. Okay. That was exhausting to um, read these English subtitles bit by bit by bit, but I had to do it for the podcast audio listeners. So forgive me, you guys. But you can go to odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E.com and take a look at the video. And that is the, there's only two videos I found of the Nobel Prize winner, um, Professor Luc, L-U-C, Montagnier, that's M-O-N-T-A-G-N-I-E-R. And all his videos on the internet have been removed and silenced. We got lucky with some of these croppings on these uncensored obscure sites that not everybody goes to because everybody's on YouTube and Facebook and Google. Um, there's a lot of fact checkers, a lot of debunking articles from various sources, um, trying to discredit um, Dr. Montagnier. And what he is saying in that video is, and what the anchor people are saying in that video is that they don't know if they're going to be able to bring him back on because uh, what he's saying is so controversial and dangerous. Um, but what he's saying is that the coronavirus, COVID-19, is artificial because his team and others have sequenced its DNA and there are snippets of HIV in COVID-19. And that a lot of virologists have looked at it and saw the same thing, but they're all being silenced. For what reason, nobody knows. Um, but there have been publications early on of this finding from the Indian um, research groups, and they had to retract their material and their findings. And Dr. Montagnier and his team had found the same thing and substantiate other virologists and other labs worldwide's findings, but they all had to retract it, and they all had to be silent. All the videos are taken down one by one. Anytime somebody shares something, it's not being seen. It's being removed for fake news or for misinformation. All these doctors who put their whole career on the line, their, their um, U.S. Senate committee uh, testimonials, their um, advisory uh, experience advising countries on um, pandemics and viruses, uh, these 
people who spent their lifetime making vaccines. Um, even Dr. Luc Montagnier, who spent his lifetime sequencing um, DNA and found HIV and knows what he's looking at when he looks at COVID-19 says, and you saw in the video, Dr. Montagnier says that it was an accidental, it's likely an accidental lab leak in Wuhan. And the U.S. is familiar with it because they fund Wuhan labs for gain-of-function research. And that they did this to try to find a vaccine for HIV, HIV or AIDS. So the vaccine for COVID-19 was artificially created to address COVID-19 specifically for this specific uh, Wuhan virus that has HIV sequences in it. So the same vaccine that is trying to address the original strain is the one that the many governments in the world are trying to get everyone to take. To take this experimental vaccine for an artificially created virus. Okay. That's why the lab leak hypothesis is so buried and censored and all the doctors and virologists trying to come out of this, putting their whole reputation and life on the line um, is all being buried because they don't want you to know that the DNA has HIV in it and it was artificially created. It was created to make a vaccine for HIV and that that it, that lab leak hypothesis or that lab leak information is important because every virologist in the world can take a look at the sequence and see how it was artificially put together. Um, that that is important because here we are trying to mass vaccinate or give people these mRNA gene therapy shots um, that was specifically created for an artificial virus. So it's not safe. We're experimenting on ourselves and all the information data from doctors worldwide going, pump the brakes on the mass vaccination and pump the brakes on all the things that come out after the mass vaccination, such as the vaccine passports and the privileges and all this, this uh, tyrannical um, things that are happening. They're not necessary. They're not necessary because um, there are doctors worldwide who found ways to treat and help patients who contract COVID-19. And they're trying to share the information with each other. They're trying to share the information with people worldwide. Clients are trying to share the information on social media, on various platforms. And the AI in all of these websites are removing it. They're removing it. They don't want you to know the information on how you can have a healthy immune system and not need the vaccine, how you can um, get uh, ivermectin and you can get other ways to address this without going to the vaccine. And that the vaccine could be worse than the virus itself, but you don't know any of this information. So there's this huge slur campaign going on on the internet on, on a random major news outlets trying to discredit 
all these doctors, scientists, researchers, everybody who spent their life doing this, if it doesn't support the mass vaccination propaganda is going on, they are going to be censored. They're going to be um, belittled. They're going to be called anti-vaxxers. They're, they're going to be discredited. And there's a lot of doctors and people who um, the intention is, oh, the vaccine is going to help. And vaccines that have been tested for a very long time are good. Many of them are good. Um, they've had a good run, but this one hasn't. And this one is not a vaccine. It was created for an artificial DNA of a virus that was leaked from Wuhan. And the problem with America is that there's so much political divide because the previous President Trump was so divisive and said so many um, racist, sexist uh, things that people just tune out this specific information, which has not never should have been a political issue in the first place. So the hatred that people have from different sides had created so much cognitive dissonance that they completely bar out any information that could be critical. So what does this mean for regular people like you and I? What does this mean? This means that this is an experimental vaccine. If you haven't had the vaccine yet, you should look at the information first and decide for yourself if this is a good idea for you to be part of the experiment. Because I've already showed you videos of over a million people who have had adverse, which are life-threatening reactions um, from the vaccine in the EU. And remember only 1%, according to the Harvard study, actually get reported. So there could be a lot. And this is only the first couple of months after the rollout the adverse reactions can develop over weeks, months, even years, okay? Um, so you have to be extremely cautious about being part of that experiment. You've been advised um, and you can go and do your research. It doesn't take very long to see the alarming amount of censorship that has been done on the internet to all of these credible doctors, scientists, Nobel laureates trying to discredit them to the public. And um, the takeaway, again, is if you didn't get it, seriously consider if you want to be part of those trials. If you traveling to another country or whatnot is so important that you would risk your life, and let's just hope that you don't have people that you take care of, like children that you're responsible for, um, that you risk your life for those vacations or whatnot while governments and people figure this out. So really, really take caution if you want to participate in it, if you really, really think that you need this vaccine more than your natural immunity and working with um, the information that other doctors worldwide have been trying to share this whole year about how to treat COVID, how to, um, you know, make sure that it's not deadly because it is treatable. Um, the other thing is if you already took the vaccine, whether you took the one shot or two shot, and, it, and I understand that, you know, I could have taken the vaccine. 
Um, actually, I tried early on to take the vaccine. I've spoken about this in other podcast episodes where, um, you know, I am a healthcare provider for my handicapped brother and we, my whole family could have easily gotten it. So my whole family did. My whole family, because nobody heard the other side. It was completely censored. So everybody's thinking that this is completely safe, um, that there is really no adverse reactions. Um, they have been prefacing people that um, oh, you're just going to have some bruises on the side, a couple of little side effects, but it'll go away, two shot punch, whatever. But no one's seeing the information that's coming out of Europe months and months afterwards, and all this information is being censored. So everybody's thinking that this is a completely safe solution for COVID-19, not knowing the other side, that there are preventable ways to treat COVID-19. Um, and the doctors have been trying to share that, and they have been prevented from sharing that. Uh, that there's the other side to this vaccine, that there are adverse reactions that are very serious and deadly. Um, and you may not die from those adverse reactions, but you, you, know, you may be suspect to living um, with a lot of disorders that come up after the vaccine, especially if you're perfectly healthy. So they're still getting information on that. So if you still want the vaccine, you got it. You got those two. And um, I didn't get it because... I, like I told you, I had the adverse reaction, so I answered the survey um, and to, to get the vaccine, and they said, no, it's not advised for you to get it. My doctor recommended me not to get it. I went to the CDC website, and since it's a, it's a type of flu shot, um, the CDC website said that for those who should not take the flu shot, that includes anybody with adverse reactions to vaccines, including the flu shot. It says it right there on the website, so I, I didn't. And um, I just went on with my life, you know, just carrying on like everybody else um, and really not having an opinion one way or another. And then I and then, you know, circumstances happened where I came across the passports, came across uh, the, these um, restrictions with my father passing away and um, started looking into what is the what is the deal with, with all of this? started really looking into it because not everything shook up and this is what I uncovered and these aren't conspiracy uh, websites and links that I uncovered uh, these doctors and professionals aren't conspiracists they're not anti-vaxxers they just care about the health of their clients and the general public and that's why they are advising people what they have first learned as it is coming out in real time but they're being censored by the internet and I know there's a lot of people in IT, I work in IT as well, who, you know, are trying to do good and they have good intentions, okay? They have good intentions. And because of their good intentions, um, they don't even know all the information. And so they're thinking that they are helping the cause. But they're being played too. Everybody's been duped. People have been duped to think that this is going to be our only solution is a safe vaccine. Because they don't know the other side. It's all been removed and censored. Um, so I didn't get it. But what people who don't want to get it for various reasons, medical, philosophical, or even, you know, just they don't want to get it. They're getting branded as anti-vaxxers. They're getting branded as uh, Republicans. <laughs> they're getting branded as uh, right-wing conspiracists. I mean, just... You know, they're getting rebranded as you're selfish and you're going to catch COVID-19. You're going to kill everybody. I actually had a coworker I worked with for like 14 years 
on um, a Facebook uh, post that he posted. And I said, oh, I can't get it because I'm, I'm medically exempt. But um, I wish you guys the very best on that. He he was so angry about that. And he he really thought that I was going to catch COVID-19 and kill everybody. And, and because of that, I'm selfish. He doesn't give a damn about what happens to my, he actually said this on his post. I don't give a damn about what happens to you or your family. I'm sick of these right-wing conspiracies and ran Republicans, Tea Party, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my goodness. It has become so polarizing to not get the vaccine. Um, that people are being vaccine bullies. And I get it. I get it. My older sister has really drank the Kool-Aid and she thought the same kind of thing. Um, and uh, when I went to visit my father at the hospital, even the head nurse that walked us to his ER room um, kind of stuck up for me and said, you know, we do get breakthrough cases from vaccinated people as well. And that kind of shut her up so I can have at least a couple of days of peace um, regarding this. But she was so proud to show her vaccine passport, her vaccine certification that she did her her civil duty you know, for the cause, which I totally get. I totally get. I get why everybody thinks this is the only solution, that the vaccine passports and privileges are the only solution for us to get normal. I totally understand it. If you're completely censored from relevant information to make your decision, then of course you would think that way. So I'm not angry or upset or going to sit there and call anybody names like, oh, you should have known, stupid idiot or whatever. I'm not going to go there because um, the propaganda, once they got AI involved, and AI has no opinion, it's very black and white. Once they got AI involved and they got big tech firms to believe that um, this was the only solution and to censor anything that was against vac vaccines or any kind of vaccine hesitancy, that's what sealed it. That's what sealed the propaganda. And um, the only thing I hope that comes out of this is if you got the shots, don't get the booster. Talk to your doctor first to see if it is wise for you to get the booster because uh, we don't even have nine months of uh, published data on the adverse side effects yet. So um, wait, wait, okay. Nine months, one year, two years to get the results is not that much to wait for as compared to spending your, the rest of your life with severe illnesses that crop up afterwards um, because of a undisclosed disclaimer on these vaccines due to the censorship and propaganda on the internet, um, on media outlets from many of these governments. So um, if you got the vaccine, that's, that's what all these doctors are recommending, just kind of wait. And um, if you didn't, now you have the information to make a formal decision. And if you have children, Please wait for the information to come out and see how these vaccine trials for a couple of years come out first before you subject your children to it. Because um, as I showed earlier on the recordings, they didn't do any trials on children and pregnant women. So why be the guinea pig? 
They didn't even do it on humans. This is a human trial. This is the human experiment. Um, and it's not looking so good in terms of the results that's coming from all these professionals trying to give us information, but being censored. Um, that's the part that even on that video, um, they couldn't understand why, why, why hide it? Why hide? This is very critical information. Why, why is all these governments, why are all these agencies, all these agencies that we trust, why are they trying to censor this? And that we can be asking for years. So um, you guys, if, you, if you're watching this and you've been seeing this, download this video, go to a online downloader. Um, you can find it on the internet, download this episode so you have video recording of all these different sites and material in case it gets pulled down or anything else like that. And I really hope that this BS about censoring all these doctors and industry experts stop so that we can start having an open discussion on what is being discovered from these mass COVID-19 vaccination um, propaganda and programs going on. Let's have it out in the open, get all the information. If people wanna participate in the trials, that's fine. They've been disclosed um, and we can evaluate and see how they're doing. And if people do have adverse reactions, um, these governments need to take responsibility for um, advising people to go get vaccinations without giving them all the information about this specific one. Um, they need to be held responsible for those people's medical livelihoods and the effects it has on their whole family because they will be affecting their whole family if they start getting sick and not able to um, take care of their family. Um, and let's get rid of the censorship so doctors can work together worldwide, be open and transparent with their patients and customers can ask questions and be transparent with the doctors and get all the information about their health so they can make the right decisions. And for people who do have adverse reactions already showing up, now or in the future, that we all come together uncensored to study it, to try different ways to address it and to help these people out and to help their families out, okay? To help their families out so that they are taken care of if they die or have severe adverse reactions that prevent them from being able to take care of the families like work, et cetera. So we need to have open and transparent media so that we can take care of each other. Um, you know, I'm glad it actually took me a week to get this out because I, I, I couldn't stop crying for so many days when I started looking at the material and I just couldn't stop crying. I would just sit there and cry. And my husband was um, just, you know, shaking his head because he's like, I think, I think Boeing, I think Boeing might make me take it. Um, they haven't announced yet, but they might make me take it. And I, um, what to do, guys? I don't know what to do. I I watch Facebook and I see some friends. Um, as the weeks go and months go by, putting comments about their family or the elderly in their family with different random symptoms and, um, and nobody's seeing it. And I'm saying it's because you're being censored. And, um, and then people just going and getting it without getting all the information because of the peer pressure 
from the media, from companies, from society, um, with these vaccine passports, uh, that pressure that comes through, um, with the, the argument about mass, not mass, you have to be vaccinated, not be mass. Um, all of this pressure that is coming down from this propaganda and the censorship to get people to get this vaccine. Why is this damn vaccine so damn important? It's being shown, but you don't see it, that it's hurting people. And nobody hears about it because the internet's censoring it. And so they're suffering these adverse effects alone in their homes. Because nobody is able to see it or hear it because the internet is censoring it. So you guys, please do the research and get really angry at what is happening. And the biggest victims, the biggest people are is the public. It is the children that is gonna have sick that may have sickly parents or may not have their parents long-term. We don't know yet, but it's not looking so good from the results that's coming in. And we need to have a healthcare system worldwide that takes care of people, especially people who have adverse reactions from these vaccines. And we need to stop peer pressuring each other to get it, to be the experiment, in order to keep a job, in order to go to the grocery store, in order to do whatever, in order to travel from place to place. That stuff needs to stop because these vaccines have not been tested. And we don't know this because it's all been censored, all of it. So um, thanks for listening to Humacaba Chakras. Talking about Buddhism in the fifth dimension. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. For more information about today's guest, please go to the show description. For more information about Vaughn's metaphysical work, please go to MerkabaChakras.com. The views expressed today are for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Don't forget to subscribe for more interviews about the fifth dimension. Until we meet again, blessings.